You are listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I'm Brandon. Hey, it's Jimmy. And this is Almost Got Him, a pack. A podcast, a podcast. It's a podcast, like Brandon. About Welcome Batman. Welcome to the podcast about Batman. <laughs> about Batman, the animated series. Of I'm here with Jimmy. Uh, today we have a very special episode of the podcast because it's our 25th episode. Oh, is it? It is, yeah, isn't it? Like a quarter of a hundred. We have uh, done now this. Uh, I think I counted the other day that we've done 29 episodes of the show so far. So the first uh, season is 60 episodes, so we're almost to that uh, that sweet spot, that um, that uh, halfway point for season one, which is way longer than all the other seasons. So many podcasts don't make it to the 25th uh, installment. And so in over are. a year, and we're still here talking about Batman. So it must be something special. And we want to thank you for going into that dark night with us. One more time, but Jimmy, from the news desk of Summer Gleason, this is a special news bulletin. Take it over, Summer. Warner Media Madness! Oh my god, the levels went crazy, but they, of course they should, because this is, this is some nutty news. Oh, we are going to cover some ground here. With what some might call the downfall of Warner Media. I, for those that don't know, uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery are currently going through a merger and trying to save three billion dollars, which is uh, caused a lot of casualties, if you will, uh, when it comes to projects and whatnot. You could say that. You could say that. And of course, one of the, the one that we uh, here at uh, Almost Got Them are are the most sad about is HBO Max dropped Bruce Timm's Batman: The Cape Crusader cartoon, but. It's going to remain in production and be shopped elsewhere. Where do you think this uh, cartoon is going to end up, Jimmy? Well, I did see a further article that did say that that particular cartoon and the Urkel animated holiday thing are probably <laughs> going to, which I was very concerned about when I saw that we're missing. I know this is about Batman, but that just sounded so weird. I have to see an Urkel animated holiday special. But those things are probably going to be picked up somewhere else. So that's great. Um, because those are the animated parts of this that really concern me not seeing. Isn't like Disney Plus really interested in this cartoon? Uh, I, 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 hey, you know, why, why, that would be weird. It would be, it would, be, it would be. Some DC content. I'm still surprised that, uh, Disney Plus has never put out the Batman 66 movie, because technically that was, uh, that was, uh, co- that was, a, that was co- that was a Fox thing, right? Yeah, it was co-owned yeah. by Fox and Warner, and Warner Brothers. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. So uh, technically, if they wanted to, Disney Plus could put Batman up on the service, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Another thing we're not going to see anytime soon is the Merry Little Batman of cartoon movie that was going to star Damian Wayne. Um, it was going to be a holiday comedy. Uh, we brought it up on the podcast a few episodes ago, so bummed to see that go. But the the project everyone is talking about. Batgirl, which dropped in, will not be released. Jimmy, what are you, what are your thoughts on this whole cancellation of the Batgirl movie? Um, well, I I've had a lot of different feelings about this. I'm trying to think where where I have now resolved myself. Because at first I was like, that's insane that they 
filmed the whole movie that how much did this thing cost? Uh, it was uh, they spent seventy million. It was going to be ninety million. And this is not a thing that was going to theaters. It's just a thing that's going to HBO H- Max. To HBO Max. So it's not like if this is so awful, it's going to tank. A bur- and they look with the movies they've already made. I yeah. mean, is this going to be that bad? But we have always said, and people have always said that there does need to be some uh, quality control at Warner's, and maybe this is a good thing uh, in a way that they're going in there and saying, no, we want to make them films that we always that you always wanted, and this does not reflect where we think this should be, um, and. As crazy it is, maybe there's maybe they're right. Maybe they're right about that. It could be. They could be. Um, and, which is for Batgirl. But then I look at like they also canned a Scooby Doo animated movie. Yeah, Scoop Two. But actually, they make Scooby Doo meets Kiss. They make Scooby Doo meets. Is is that really going to tank the Scooby Doo brand? Yeah. That one feels very strange to me. But I can sort of understand Batgirl, even though I I think that's not even the real story. The real story is what's going to happen with the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, well, yeah. yeah. We uh, we got some news about him too yeah. um, coming up. Um, it all reverberates from what that eventually eventually will probably be. So uh, for those wondering, Warner Brothers' uh, statement about the cancellation of Batgirl was they said it was a strategic shift as it relates to the DC universe, um, and rumors are the the movie was horrible and that HBO Max and WB axed it for a big uh, big uh, tax write off. I heard a rumor that they kill off Keaton in it. Really? That's what I heard. I did not hear that. I at all. saw that in a couple of YouTube videos. Why would, why would you bring him back for two movies just to kill him? I I don't understand. I don't know. I Especially don't know. in a in a Batgirl movie. But they were like, "Why would we know?" And there was no way of. But who knows? Who knows what's true and what's not? It's, this is all so murky, you know. Do you ever think it will see the light of day? No. I'm, I mean, like, might, I think legally it's not to, not allowed to. It, it might end up being like one of those. I mean, a lot of I people know, said this, like Fantastic the Fantastic Four. Four Corman thing where somebody, someone snuck out a copy and in a con in three years or five years, whenever there's a copy of it. And that that's very much possible that that could happen. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, go, going back to the Scooby thing, they're still doing the score. Like they're doing the score. They're finishing the, They're finishing all these projects but from what I understand. Why not just put that on your streaming service? What does it matter? It's you've you've made Scooby Doo meets everything. The guy the guy in charge uh, apparently he acquired CNN Plus years ago and he like tanked them within like a week or something like that. So it sounds like he's not really concerned about streaming in general. Yeah, and I've I've heard that a lot of like streaming is there were maybe they over. Overthought oh, that this was going mm-hmm. to be the future, and then yeah. Top Gun Two comes out, and they're like, "Oh wait, Ooh. people will still we, go out and see things." Some of that Top Gun Two money. Yeah, they lean too hard, and who knows what what's going on over at Disney Plus because they don't really share their share their numbers and no, whatnot. No. So we don't really know, but I don't know. It's all kind of baffling to me. Now, some some good news on the whole Warner Media madness uh, story. It does look like it hasn't been official, but it does look like Harley Quinn will get a season four. Great. Um, but, uh, the rumor is the show, the Titans and Doom Patrol might be on their way out. Hmm. Um, of course, Titans has like three Robins in it. So still have never seen it, but I think season four drops sometime fairly soon. Also on the Warner Brothers front, uh, it has been confirmed that Joker two will be coming out in October, 2024. And it's official. Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. It is official. It she, is official. I never thought that would seems, be a real thing. I know. She seemed to have copped to it, and it is going to happen. Didn't they release a little trailer? It was like a very, it's a teaser of them dancing, it's, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. 
there's not much to it, but still yeah. it's fascinating. I, I'm very, very interested in seeing that movie. And you brought up earlier The Flash. We got some more Ezra Miller news, Jimmy. Oh, my Lord. And first up, Ezra Miller was charged with felony burglary. He uh, stole a bunch of alcohol from somebody's house in Vermont. Why, why would you do that if you're a celebrity? Can't you afford some glasses of, like, I don't know, Chardonnay? That's weird. Thoughts? It's just, it's just weird. I mean, at this point, I just hear you. It's like you're throwing pennies at me, and they just bounce off my brain when we talk about Ezra Miller. So, Now, if there's any good news about Ezra Miller, it's that he has finally gone into treatment after all this time. And his mother is overseeing things, yeah. isn't she? She's keeping oh. an eye on him. She, uh, they, uh, they claim that they're suffering a complex mental health issue at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we all know Flash is scheduled to come out in June of next year. There's a lot of people online calling for its cancellation because of Ezra Miller's antics. Um, and right now, the box office projections for the Flash are not all that great because of that as well. Mm-hmm. That said, I think it had like only a 42% of people said that they would be interested in the movie still. After all the Ezra Miller stuff, but that's in a, in a year most people oh, will, yeah. will forget about. If he just if they lock him down, uh, most people will just forget about this because that's how the news cycle works. And uh, oh, we, and I'm sure they know that. We we talked before about that uh, test audiences got to watch this. Apparently, it was the best tested DC mm-hmm. movie in over a decade. I've I've heard a lot of good things. Do you think that's one of the reasons they're trying to keep it on the docket? Yeah, because they know it's good and mm-hmm. they need something that's good. And also, I'm like it's it's supposed to be based on Flashpoint, which means they're probably going to set up all the next franchise and movies there. Yeah, and of course, the Michael Keaton is introduced there too. That's why I, I don't That's want that the movie biggest to thing. That's disappear. the huge thing. Don't even put Ezra Miller's name on the trailer. Just put Michael Keaton's name. Everybody would be fine with that. Now, is this still scheduled to be released at the same time? Because I, I believe I just saw that the other slates of Warner films are getting pushed back. As, as of right now, um, Flash is still the same. The ones that got pushed back were Aquaman and Shazam 2. Okay. okay. I think uh, Shazam 2 is coming out in March now, and Aquaman is coming out, I think, at a later time. So that pretty much confirms that they're probably reshooting even more of Aquaman and I think you know. Oh, I, I think bet. you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So, but that yeah. again, they're not. They're not. See, Warner's won't tell you the stuff you they really want to know. They'll tell you about some background movie, but they won't tell you what's really going on. Like, with, yeah, yeah. With with the Amber Heard situation, uh, and the Ezra Miller stuff is like, yeah, we're keeping an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, we, we'll, we'll keep an eye. It'll on be him. fine. It'll be fine. But will it? I don't know. Now, speaking of news, I hear you have some toy news for us, Jimmy. Yes, I do have some information, Brandon. Yes, there are some new, McFarlane is doing um, some new Batman 66 stuff that yeah. I believe you sent me a picture of, but that's yeah. not what really pertains to what we want to talk about today. He is doing this, uh, and I think it's a Target exclusive, and I'm going to show this to you. Uh, I don't want to show you that picture yet. I'm going to show you this Batman. So he's, McFarlane oh is doing uh, some animated versions of, of Batman. That's amazing looking. Uh, and some other characters. I think there's a Joker as well. But what's really, and you may not be able to see it from this picture, is not so much the figure. And I'll talk about the figure in a second because I have my problems with the figure. It's really? the backdrop. And you can't, there's the package. But that is the shot from the animated opening at oh, the end. Now yeah. he's not, he should be looking up in the air. Should be looking up in the air, yeah. Um, and it's really cool. And I think the lightning lights up. So if you can't see this, we may post a picture on social media. But it's the the shot at the end of the opening where Batman is standing there and the lightning hits. Uh, and he's got buildings behind him. I think this is awesome. 
My problem is that this is the different. Ver this is the wrong version of Batman. This is the Batman from the New Adventures. Oh, that's the New Adventures. Yeah, I can tell in the face with the more angular. So, I mean, they, and they didn't do that opening of New Adventures. Yeah, and so this is a little weird. It's a little weird, Todd. Um, I did he have the yellow uh, bat though? I don't. I, I, I don't I, know. I didn't think he did, had that in the New Adventures. I'm not definitely sure. the New Adventures head. So it's, I mean, it's a great figure of that version, but this is the wrong version to have on this backdrop. What it really is, is that this figure has been out for a while and we need a new way to soup it up. Mm -hmm. uh, and putting it on a, on a, in a new box with that backdrop. Uh, and of course we're celebrating how many years of the animated series? Oh, next, uh, ne on the next episode, we're actually going to celebrate the anniversary, uh, which is the 30 years of Batman okay. the animated series. So that's what this is, what this is celebrating. Yes, so that's yes. how, why they're, why this is pitching. Yeah. So this is pretty cool. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're a fan of Batman, the animated series, this is a target exclusive. I think they've so far, the pre-orders have sold out, uh, but who knows target may get more in. So I think these are pretty cool and it's, uh, it's in our wheelhouse. So I wanted to, bring it up I, you should totally get that i may i may but uh I'll always be my quibbles that i'm like that's the wrong batman that's a later batman and he shouldn't be standing on that <laughs> backdrop but it's pretty cool if you can just shut your brain up which i can't i'm gonna shut my mouth up now continue <laughs> on with the podcast go ahead well jimmy for as we said earlier we're celebrating our 25th episode so we are actually going to review the 25th episode of batman the animated series today it's entitled The Cape and the Cow Conspiracy. Mm -hmm. It aired for the first time on October 14th of 1992. It was directed by Frank Power and written by Elliot S. Magan. This, ep this episode features a big first appearance, and you might not even realize it. It's the first appearance of the Bat Signal. Yes, I did notice that. The, the Signal debuted in the comics back all the way back in February of 1942, in Detective Comics, issue 60. Um, and if I remember correctly, in the episode, uh, Jim Gordon also says, hey, this is what we call the bat signal or something like that. He like introduces it there. Yeah, they have a nice So you have some continuity a little bit, which we don't always have. I wonder least. why they picked just this episode to introduce the bat signal. I felt like it was, you know, it's a, it's a pretty quiet episode. Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons to kind of be like, well, I, we know you don't get like a Joker or a Poison Ivy on this one, but... Here, here's a nice little uh, nerd uh, thing for everybody to really enjoy. That sounds about right. Uh, this episode is based on a story from uh, Detective Comics number 450 called The Cape and the Cow Death Trap, which was written by, guess who? Elliot S. Magan. That's right. The guy who wrote this episode also wrote the original comic book. How about that? that? based on. That's pretty cool. And I'm going to show you really quick. The uh, cover, we're going to put this on the socials uh, at a later time, but here's the cover oh, to... Oh, there he is in, like, the wax. The, yeah, all mm -hmm. the wax. So that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, they even have that scene, and mm -hmm. it's the yeah. wax melting on Batman. Uh, no, nah, I didn't even notice that. That's cool. So, Jimmy, do you have a synopsis for us today? Yes, Brandon. It is, as you mentioned, the Cape and Cow Conspiracy. Written by Elliot Magan and directed by Frank Paul. Power. I think it's Power. Power. After a sticky situation involving a man trapped in quicksand in a golf course, Batman and Commissioner Gordon discuss exposition involving a tricky creep named Josiah Wormwood, voiced by Bud Court, and possibly an old accomplice of his named Baron Josick, voiced by Sala and Gimli himself, John Rhys Davies. Yeah, it's, uh, he's also known from, of course... Uh... 
uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, yep. and one of my favorite shows of the 90s, Sliders. I'm glad you mm-hmm. mentioned Sliders. I don't know why I'm just glad. Oh, I, I thought it. we had like a Sliders reference. Coming. No, I don't know much about Sliders. I remember it being on, but I'm glad that people remember it. Oh, he also uh, voiced Thor in the 1990s uh, Hulk cartoon. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Superhero backstory there. Commissioner Gordon also shares an anecdote with Batman that there's quite possibly a cat named after him. Could it be the same one as a friend of mine? I'll let you decide. But the answer is yes. (laughs) Batman visits Josek and roughs him up, telling him to get the hell out of Dodge and move his ass out of Gotham. Wormwood and Josek eventually meet up, and Josek has a job for him. He wants the Batman's cape and cowl. Wormwood must know why, and Josek makes him a deal. You tell me what you did with some barrier bonds from earlier in this episode, and I'll tell you why I want the cape what are, and cowl. What are barrier bonds? Okay, so is it barrier bonds? It, I don't... I, they, I, kept, they talked about it a lot, like everyone would know what they're talking about, especially, you know, kids that are watching the show. Okay, so in Beverly Hills Cop, um, I think Eddie Murphy says bearer bonds. Um but in this, I think they were quite specifically saying barrier bonds. I, I was thinking barrier bonds myself, barrier but I don't bonds. know what that means still. German barrier bonds. Barrier bonds. Barrier bonds is what Axel Foley says in the uh, in the Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, okay. Um, but in this one, they're kind of specifically and, saying barrier bonds. And Elton so. John says vagabonds. There you go. Those are, we got a lot of bonds. James Bonds. He's dead now. Spoilers. Oh. I still need to watch that so I can... You I, do. I need to pick up my, my watchings good. of those films. You only watched one, didn't you? I watched like two of the new ones. Oh, Quantum's weird. The last one was so weird. The second one was so weird. I just yeah, Quantum's not that great. The first one's fantastic. You tell me what you did with some barrier bonds from earlier in this episode, and I'll tell you why I want the cape and cowl. Wormwood agrees. Batman and the Commish meet up next to a newly minted bat signal, and Gordon shares a clue with bats that leads him straight to Wormwood. Only, it's a trap! It's a trap! Batman must escape a steaming train car. And save a screaming lady who is seemingly tied to the railroad tracks. This is weird. Which really tickled me. <laughs> yeah. Or give up his cape and cow. Bats manages to escape the train and discovers the damsel in distress is merely a hologram. Wormwood it's a good escapes. hologram with audio and it, everything. It was. It was very convincing. It convinced even the Dark Knight. Wormwood escapes and calls Josek, telling him he needs one more chance to trap the Batman. And surprise, surprise, he does just that. Batman finds himself trapped inside a wax museum that on the cover oh, of the, yep. uh, the comic, uh, comic yep. uh, with nerve gas slowly seeping in. He has no choice but to surrender his cape and cowl, only revealing a second mask underneath. What? Keeping his secret identity intact, which was very clever of him, I think. Yeah, but hell of all the times that he's been out fighting crime, but the one time where he wore two masks. Well, earlier, the, the guy did say something with the cape and cow, so maybe he was like, okay, maybe I need to wear another one, okay. just just in case. So yeah. I think it kind of tracks, but, you know, he's Batman. It tracks so about as well as just, Batman picks up on things, you know. Wormwood delivers the cape and cow to Josek and finally reveals a location of the bearer bonds. Thank you, Axel Foley. Uh, it's then that Josek turns around in his chair, revealing that he's not Josek. He's the Batman, who's been masquerading as Josek since the moment the Baron left town. The two end up in a big dukeroo, oh, involving a bunch of barbells. Uh, Wormwood nearly falls to his death, but is saved by Batman, who turns him over to the police. In jail. In jail. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. I just thought of when I said that. I thought of then It's a Wonderful Life when Mr. Potter says, In jail! <laughs> in jail, Wormwood is given a package with a note that reads, Confinement will speed your reform. 
but long cold nights will be the norm. So here's the thing to keep you warm. Wormwood recalls the sight of Batman's cape and cowl. Somewhere in Gotham, the Batman is laughing, though probably awkwardly. And that's the cape and cowl conspiracy. The cape and cowl conspiracy. That was one for the ages, if you ask me. By the way, in a pre-production, the original script was to have somebody steal the cape and cowl, and they were going to impersonate Batman and go on like a big crime spree. That was the original. Really? That was the original concept. I don't, that could I, be a whole different episode. Probably. It could be. I don't know why that didn't happen. Um, why did they? Re- why did they need his cape and cowl so bad? Because um, can't they just have it ma- one made? Yeah, but I guess it's one of those things like I I've got his cape and cowl, so I must have bested him, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like the Mad Hatter wants it just because it's that man's cow, so <laughs> it's like it means something, I guess. But this guy doesn't. This is all just. This is all machinations. Yes, yes. It's like, just... how did Batman come up with like what that would be? Like, I'll, I'll make, I'll tell him to bring the cape. Like, obviously, no one really wants this. It's just yeah. something that Batman came up with. Yeah. So, but it does seem it is a very comic book. It is a very simple comic book story, which makes sense that it has its origins from an actual comic from an actual book. comic yeah. book. So, I like that. About and the it. same writer of that. Yeah, and that's really cool. Or... That's really good. Didn't know that till now. So, Jimmy, you've told me, uh, you've told me all about. Cape and uh, Cow Conspiracy, but tell me how Batman begins. Jimmy, at the beginning of every episode of Batman the Animated Series, there is a title card that kind of shows you what the episode is about. What did you think of the uh, title card to the Cape and Cow Conspiracy? Well, simple blue outline of Batman is awfully simple, um, but it's an outline of Batman. I love it. So it works. I love it. It works. It was very, very good. I mean, you got the cape, you got the cow. Can't really draw a conspiracy, but it, it, it just works. It just it, works. It does. It does. It's very simple. Very yeah. simple, but effective. Now, holy speech bubble, Batman. Jimmy, what was your favorite line from the cape and the cow conspiracy? Uh, for me, it's a line from uh, Wormwood. Uh, where he's uh, Batman is trapped in the wax museum and yeah. he says, uh, "I don't actually know how hot twenty thousand watts make a room, but I do know it melts wax, and eventually, it will melt you." Oh, that's a good one. So I dug that. Very sinister. Yeah. My my uh, quote is uh, is an offbeat one, but the uh, the internet's love this one as well. It's R. Oh, that! Oh, yeah, that is a thing that happens. It, it, yeah, it's like a. I think it was like a meme for a bit or something. It has like a pirate R. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's so like over the top and really, really bad. I so. think I've seen like uh, pictures of the Batman from that thing. It has the R, mm-hmm. the big R there. Kind of. Yeah, we're gonna have to post some of that on on the Facebook. So yeah, sure. that that's that 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 should work. But Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. Jimmy, who is your favorite character in the Cape and Cow Conspiracy? I took a pause, like what I'm going to say is important, very dramatic right now. It's really not. Um, well, it, it, I mean, it has to be Batman. It has to be Batman. Right? Just the ingenuity of Batman of like, this guy mentioned my cow, so I'll wear another one underneath. Um, smart guy. It, it, I mean, who else? it's got to be Batman. He's very, he's very much a, a Batman in this. He outsmarts everybody. He, when everybody else is playing checkers, he's playing chess. 
um, he's just fantastic in this one. And it, this uh, this episode really showcases why Batman is one of the best characters ever created in comic book. No question. And I we're doing two episodes today, and both have that. We're kind of similar in that way. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they are both very Batman and Bruce centric. So, yes, what's good? We see what's good about both of them in both of these episodes. Spoiler. You know, we see what's good about people, but what it, we're going to see what's bad, because, Jimmy, who gets the Condiment King Award? Well, for me, uh, Wormwood and the Baron kind of canceled each other out. Okay. So I picked McWurder because he's a squealer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's I, the guy at the beginning in the golf course that gets stuck in the in the quicksand. I I went with Wormwood simply just because I, I love Raj Davies, who, who does Baron. Mm-hmm. Um but these were very, very vanilla cookie cutter villains. So not really all that exciting. That's why I picked Wormwood as my Economic King Award winner. And also I felt like he was kind of stealing some of the Riddler's shtick. But I'm just going to say it right now. Um, I was going to wait till the, the Martha moment. But it, it, that's in there. The design of him is also very Riddler-esque. Very yeah, Edward yeah. Enigma-esque. Both of the designs of the Baron and Wormwood are... It feels like they mashed other designs together yeah. and created both of these. I mean, they're not bad. They just remind me of other characters we've seen. They yeah. don't really stick out. I, I don't dislike their characters or what they're doing. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. Something about the designs just seem very like we've seen this before, especially Wormwood. And what's weird about that is... And the voice is kind of similar, too. you got to remember, we did do an episode on the Riddler, but we jumped ahead. This oh, is so this a is, long time before the Riddler even shows up. No wonder, because they were like, we've already done... Clock King. We've done Clock King. Yeah. We've done the Wormwood It's like guy. they kept wanting to do Riddler, but couldn't. I don't know why that was. And by the time they got him, he couldn't help but be kind of derivative mm-hmm. of other things they did. So Yeah, all I can think of is maybe they wanted there to be new people that they could introduce later mm-hmm. on instead of all at the beginning. Right. Because we've still, we've hit pretty much every major villain except for like three people. Mm-hmm. And we've only done like 28, 29 episodes of this thing. So, so yeah, um, I, I didn't really care for Wormwood all that much. That's why he gets my Condiment King Award. But Jimmy, let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Jimmy, what are some of your favorite... Uh, moments from the Cape and the Cow Conspiracy. Uh, well, we talked about it, but of course the introduction of the Bat Signal, which is not, uh, they don't make a yep. big thing of it. It's very much established in a uh, very organic I, I way. I put that as well, yeah. Which is good. Uh, I like the cliched as hell appearance of a lady on the railroad tracks. <laughs> uh, it felt very anachronistic, but I liked it. I loved that, but I hated that she was a hologram. Yeah, that felt a little, a little cheap. Yeah. Um... I like, as I mentioned earlier, I like this feels like a comic book story with a really cool twist yeah. at the end. It just oozes a de- detective comics in that yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, I like the barbell fight in Joe Six Gym. By the way, Joe Six Gym sounds like a location in Seinfeld. Oh, okay. <laughs> that works. Yeah. I love I love the music early in the episode. They do a lot of uh, like very new composed music in the first opening scene, which I just thought was really good. Um I like that this feels like a mature storyline. This doesn't feel like a kid's show definitely, at all. Definitely, definitely. I don't... I, kids aren't going to know what Barra Bonds are, Barry Bonds, or... We don't even know how to say them. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I know is because Axel... Because Eddie Murphy said it 40 years ago in a movie. I, I love the big Batman poster that the Baron pulls out and gives to Wormwood. Okay, that was silly. That was, that was silly, silly, but I loved it. Um... 
I love the whole melting wax segment. I thought that was very comic booky yeah. and very just high stakes uh, silliness. Um, the growl mm-hmm. is, is legendary. And there's a surprising amount of silence in this episode, which I kind of mm. dug. It which had that kind of Mr. Rogers feel where you're letting things breathe and mm-hmm. just kind of Very letting much. you take stuff in. So I thought that was really cool. And Oh, and also when Batman chases Wormwood at the end and he jumps up and the cape's flowing, mm-hmm. I just thought that visual was very striking. But those are my favorite moments. Jimmy, what are your Martha moments? Martha, why did you say that name? Uh, well, we talked about it a little bit. I, the, as far as the designs of Wormwood and um, the Baron are very similar to other designs. Uh, I could point out how Batman just metamorphosizes from Josek to Batman and how that's a pretty lifelike mask. Yeah. But nah, it's fine. Yeah, and we'll, that's... We've seen Batman do things like that, and we will... And we're going to see it in, in our favorite episode, probably. The name of this podcast, yeah. he changes from a, a giant crocodile man uh, with a, the light changes, and he's a crocodile man. It's 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 fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. We're going to do that episode this November, by the way. That's its actual 30th anniversary. Oh, awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, thanks. I didn't care for uh, the quicksand part at the beginning. Do you remember, like... Everyone being scared of quicksand in the nineties. There was a whole quicksand period. I, why why yeah. was why was that that way? Um, I don't know where that originated from, but quicksand was a huge thing for a while there. I remember, we just uh, re- this is a weird crossover, but recently we watched a uh, Indiana Jones film. Yes, yeah, and there was a, <laughs> oh the snake. There was a snake thing that involved with some quicksand in that so, Indiana Jones yeah. film and quicksand. So they tried to bring that back. But it didn't quite work. No. But quicksand was a big thing. Not much at all quite worked about that film. True. Um, well, not according to Tarantino. Tarantino said it's better than Last Crusade. Uh, this that's is a wrong. That's I did, wrong. That might have been clickbait, but I didn't click yeah, on the article. Yeah. But he does think that the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is better than Apparently, apparently he also loves Top Gun, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, who doesn't? It's pure, it, You know, it's pure cinema. You know, he'd probably say something like that. There's uh, no feet in that movie, is there? I don't think there's any feet in that okay. movie. Too bad. Other things I didn't care for: Batman ruining a party just to interrogate the Baron. Just seemed that like felt a little, a little strange. Much. Yeah, that felt kind of. Weird. And everybody's just like laughing at him too, because these are supposed to be like all of his like friends and peers. And well, you know why that works is that he makes a production, and then you don't think there's any way that the that he's he's impersonating the man. Yeah, yeah. like you don't you wouldn't even think that. I think that was they did it on purpose. So you're like he manhandles him and, and makes a big scene, and then you never even think like. That Batman is this dude. Yes, never, so never I questioned. Think, I think that's what why they did that, make a production out of it. Also, didn't like that Wormwood uses riddles. Uh, we kind of talked about that. There you go. Yeah. Uh, the uh, girl being girl on the train track being a hologram. Uh, Batman randomly wearing a second mask, and the and the changeovers of the Batman as the Baron was just kind of silly. So those are my Martha moments for the cape and the cow conspiracy. But Jimmy. What grade do you give the Cape and the Cow Conspiracy? Will you, would you like to uh, explain to our uh, listeners how we grade these episodes? Yes, Brandon. Every week I come up with a bunch of bullshit, uh, and I put it in at the end of the podcast, and we grade, uh, according to things I watch in the episode, uh, what, what this episode's rating is. And for this episode, I went with Dumbbell Spider Curls in Baron, jo- Baron Joseph's Gym. So... 
You can uh, five. Uh, five is the highest you can get. Yes. Five dumbbell know. spider curls. <laughs> I can't even say it. Five <laughs> dumbbell spider curls. In case you're wondering, I'm not that kind of guy. I googled <laughs> to see what is a thing you can do with a dumbbell, and spider curls seem like the most uh, comedically uh, appropriate for me. So, dumbbell spider curls in Barrick Jaron Joseph's gym. Got it. So, how many dumbbell spider curls in Baron Joseph's gym did you give this episode? Uh, I can pretty solidly say I'm going with two and a half. Oh, I went uh, with two out of five myself. Two and a half uh, dumbbell Spider-Man, Spider-Man curls in Barrick Josick's uh, gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the story in this one is just really classic. Like I said, it feels like a comic book. Yeah, this is n- very this, noir. In yes, way this too. would never appear on my list of favorite episodes, but I no. I respect it, and it works, and it's. Uh, kind of tightly put together uh the villains are a little weak uh but it's just it just feels like classic batman yes so yes yeah yeah it's um it like i said this is not the episode for you if you if you're a big fan of the big villains like joker or mad Which is usually me yeah usually me but this is more of a quieter tale uh more street level um but it it's uh really really fun um and i I said not one of my favorites, but definitely should check it out. If you I also chance. think the ending is really great, and I think that's why it pushes over half for me. Is that the, him getting the uh, the caveman cow in prison with a note? That stuff just works. I wish actually. Well, he does drop the thing, drop the cow, and there's a the, the note comes out, and there's yeah. a Batman. I yeah, almost he, wish he signed with his logo. That's weird. Yeah. I almost <laughs> wish they 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 tilted up to the bars, and you could see Batman on like a building outside. Yeah, just watching. Like and that would have been. Sparking. They do that a lot though, yeah. but I think that would have would have been even better than just the note. But I think that ending really makes the episode something bigger than what it is for me because I like irony. So yeah, yeah, I'm I was a fan. Yeah, it. Not gonna get like the uh, the amount of stars that a almost got him or a heart of I keep wanting to say glass now heart of ice. Sorry about that. <laughs> episode's going to get, but definitely still worth checking out. Do not, don't skip on this one. It's it's a good one. It's a good one. Well, Jimmy, yes, it's Brandon. been another great episode of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the animated series. Uh, tell the viewers how they can find us. Uh, well, if they want to uh, watch these episodes on YouTube, they can certainly do that at IEP Films. But probably the better way to do it, because we all have our smartphones now, uh, is to get on one of these uh, these podcatchers. Is to get on your uh, your Spotify's or your Apple Podcasts or whatnot, uh, and look up uh, Almost Got 'Em uh, and follow us. And every week when we come out, these new ones are every two weeks, whenever uh, you'll get to uh, it'll they'll pop up in your little ear there, and you'll be able to listen to them and, and maybe get on there and, and give us a give us a little review. Because uh, that helps more people see it. Uh, you can also go to Facebook and type your little fingers in there and type in "almost got them." Uh, a Batman: The Animated Series podcast, uh, and you can find the page. And there's always fun stuff coming up, not just about the episodes, but about news and some of the stuff that Summer Gleason talks about. And at the top of our show, it's not really Summer Gleason; it's actually Brandon. It's not, it's not, it's not Summer Gleason. Sorry, it's, guys. It's, it's not, but we do get the copy from her specifically. Yeah, we, so, have, we um, haven't found her on Cameo yet. We have not. We have not. Well, Jimmy, next time we get together, which we're about to record here in about (laughs) 10 minutes, we are going to go... Spoilers, you can see how the salami's made. (laughs) We are going to go over a classic episode called Perchance to Dream. I got some thoughts about that Oh, I do too. I do too. And also, it's a very special episode because we are going to celebrate the official 30th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be here before we know it, Jimmy. I'm like 
10 minutes. We're going to record it. Say bye, Jimmy. Uh, I'm not going to say goodbye, Jimmy, because you just set that up. I'm going to say goodbye, Brandon, and see you next week or, in this case, in 10 minutes. I'll see you next week or, in this case, 10 minutes. Farewell. Holla. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. 